now it looks like we're good to go. Perfect. Rough loss. Good game, though. Exciting game. Um, Sawyer, yeah, that three at the end. That uh, I'd say I would like... So Sawyer just said that, that three at the end that Donovan shot at right at the end of the fourth quarter to tie up the game that sent it to overtime. Um, Sawyer says that it was 110% a shooting foul. I would definitely lean on the side of it being a shooting foul. The defender was very close to Donovan. The same time Donovan was leaning into him. So I would lean towards it being a shooting foul, but I'm not like terribly upset that it wasn't. Obviously, I'm I'm a little upset because if it was, the Jazz would have won that game with no overtime needed. But crazy overtime game. Donovan Mitchell went crazy. He had 41 points. Um, and, and one of my... Um, my comment that I threw in here and I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on it is um, basically so like the Jazz they shot awful except for Donovan Mitchell he was good Um, he like he wasn't great from three he was fine he was four from four for 12 from three and 16 for 35 from the field with 41 points uh, eight rebounds but everyone else in the Jazz like the Jazz overall as a team they shot 25% from three. Um, the only other player who had an okay game from three was Jordan Clarkson, who was three for nine. And still, like, he shot four for 12 from the field. So Donovan Mitchell really did not get much help. Um, we weren't shooting well. Uh, Bojan had an okay game from the field, but not good from three. Um, so this is just one of those games that I'm curious did the Jazz like lose this game because it was just an off shooting night and that's what happens? Or do you think the Suns just knew how to lock down the Jazz? And I, I guess a third option is and and this might explain the bad shooting, but since the Jazz were down big early, like um at one at one point in the fourth quarter the Jazz were down thirteen to two and they came back by the end of the first quarter. They they had the lead, but then again in the second quarter they're down by double digits, and so for most of this game they were coming back and fighting back, which in those kind of games, Donovan Mitchell takes control. He, like, you saw that tonight. You saw that's why he had forty one points, um, and when Donovan Mitchell takes control, he's excellent, obviously, but that doesn't give other people as many shots. So maybe other people couldn't get in rhythm. So I wonder if that's why. And uh, it's like a tough thing to tell. Like, would we have even been this close if Donovan Mitchell didn't try to take over? And and maybe they, they were down. Like, that's a tough question. Like, if, if he hadn't have taken over, would other people have come in and helped? And then by the end of the game, they would have had the lead and won. Or was him taking over the only thing that kept him in that game. So I think a lot of interesting things to look at there. My personal opinion is the Jazz had a bad shooting night. Donovan Mitchell had to take over because it was early, and I think that's probably the best case scenario for the Jazz in this um, in this game because of the caliber of team that they were playing and how like they got off to a bad start. Um, and then along with that, I think like one other take from this game, the uh, the Suns 
I, I think a lot of people think of them as more like kind of a three point team like the like the Jazz are because they like they have Devin Booker. But I feel like the Suns are actually like a really good mid range team. Um and that's probably something that they don't pull out very often. I don't follow the Suns super closely, so maybe they do pull that out. Uh but Chris Paul's amazing at Chris both Chris Paul and Devin Booker are are amazing at mid range. And I think that's the Jazz, that's their biggest weakness on defense. Um, because the reason why the Jazz are so good on defense is because they have Rudy Gobert. So scoring in the paint is tough against the Jazz. And the Jazz have a good perimeter defense to keep people from going off on the three-point line. But then, like, if you look at last season, the Jazz had a lot of trouble with the Spurs. And the Spurs were, like, purely a th- mid-range team. And then this this game... Obviously, the Suns didn't like only do mid-range, but they got a decent amount of their points from mid-range. So, I wonder if that's another factor that went into this that made it tough for the Jazz to come back um, multiple... Well, they did come back multiple times, but they just didn't hold on and they ended up losing by four in overtime. I wonder if those mid-range plays were like just enough to keep keep the Jazz out of reach of this game. So, interesting to look at. Um, I'm not going to dig more into the stats the the team stats like everything was pretty similar it's just the jazz shot like the jazz shot a lot of three pointers but didn't make a lot of three pointers and the jazz shot a few less or made a few less free throws and they weren't great from the line i think they were 10 for 15 from the free throw line if i remember correctly tonight so i'm i'm hoping it was just a bad shooting night not that the suns had their number that's what i saw so curious to hear what you guys think uh with that i'll get into the comments um yeah i'm I'm curious to, like this is rough lost two games in a row and then again like the mavs i feel like right now they're better than their record was so tough loss against the mavs and then the suns i think this was a, a this the jazz never got to play their basketball and I think, like, even though I don't think the Suns were the ones who locked the Jazz down, give it up to the Suns for keep, for getting good leads against the Jazz, which never let the Jazz really play their basketball because the Jazz play best from ahead. And so it's good that they're so good at offense and they, like, oftentimes they get that chance to play ahead. Um, and we haven't had too many cases of them really playing from behind for long stretches of the game. So excited to hear what you guys have to think about this. I'll I'll get into the comments. I, I started off and I talked about um Sawyer's comments and that's that kind of um got me going on on this whole thing. Normally I, I start with the team stats and go into the box score. Honestly, I didn't see anything interesting in those before I started the stream, so I wanted to talk more about why I thought the Jazz lost. Um also, if you see, uh, I'm guessing you see it on the pinned comment, but uh, today's my birthday. So if you're a fan of the channel, if you like the jazz, I'm not like, just go post this video on social media somewhere. That would mean a lot. Um, and thank you guys for being here and thanks for the support. Uh, it's great to have you that um, really these live streams are what make this channel the most fun and, and when you guys show up and, and chat. And so I'm hoping if you can go share it invite some people to join these live streams it'll make it all 
all the more fun. So that'll be a ton of fun. Um, uh, sorry, thanks for asking about my birthday. Um, I'll get to that if 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 we get to it. Um, it is late and I have to get to work early tomorrow, so I I want I'll stick on the jazz stuff. But then if if it dies down, then I'll I'll r- wrap around back to that. Um, so Will Jensen says I think the main reason we lost is because we gave up so many offensive rebounds. That's a that's. I, I mentioned that I didn't see anything exciting in the team stats. That's something I didn't pick up on. So, but that's true. Uh, if you look at the rebounds, um, yeah, I missed that. The Jazz, um, were the Jazz gave up sixteen offensive rebounds and they had seven, and so that's nine extra. Like, uh, it, as far as net, that's nine extra possessions that the Suns got over the Jazz to to score. And it's not like the Suns were shooting great tonight. They actually, technically, from the field, they shot a little bit worse. They just, um, it was really the free throws that that put them over the edge. But getting those extra possessions for the Suns, that's a huge deal. So I think that's a good point. Um, That mixed with the Jazz not being able to buy a bucket from three definitely made it tough. Um and that's probably that's probably helps strengthen my opinion that I don't think it was the Suns locking down the Jazz. Obviously, I think it was just more of a bad shooting night, and the Suns got got bored, so the Jazz weren't aggressive on the rebounds, like Will said. Um, m- more agreement that the offensive boards really really hurt us, and Troy also said uh, Clarkson is killing us, and that's like I love Clarkson. We've we've like we've talked about how great he is on this channel. He has been in a slump recently and I feel like with if he doesn't get back to like being efficient, it's going to be tough to for the Jazz to like really get really like consistent basketball playoff basketball like they were playing earlier in the season. Um cuz every game he gets double digit scoring because he he's a volume shooter. But I don't know if I want him getting double digit scoring if it takes him 12 shots to get 11 points uh, like it did tonight. And that's not even the I've I've seen worse from him in these cases. So I would like to see him get more efficient. I don't know what's happening there. But it it's really rough for the Jazz to win when they're not getting that bench scoring because that is one of the biggest advantages the Jazz have over other top tier teams in the NBA is that not only can they go toe-to-toe with any starting lineup, but their bench is better than any other top-tier team. So if we're not getting that kind of play from the bench, it's making it really tough to win these kind of games. And then that's when you're seeing Donovan Mitchell have to take over. Um, Sorry says... Uh, oh, it jumped around. Okay, so Sorry says, uh, Clarkson needs to pass more. It will hurt us in the playoffs. The... That's an interesting point. Like, I haven't followed Clarkson's career much until he got on the Jazz. But while he has been on the Jazz, he has not been a passing player. Um, Once the ball got in his hands, it's been a really high chance that he's going to shoot. And so, if he can, if he can, like, work that into his game, I would love that. But at the same time, that's, like, 
way off from his playing play style, so it would either take a lot of time and effort to work that in, or if he does start passing more, he's going to be like like what people would um, say James Harden was bad at, bad at, and he he'd probably be kind of lazy off the ball player. Um, if when he's in, he's expected to like. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's being pessimistic. There. Um, maybe you guys think Clarkson's a better off the ball player, but I, I almost think that maybe Clarkson doesn't need to pass as much. But maybe he, uh, or maybe the Jazz just need to work him more into, like, get him off ball screens, uh, get him used to moving off ball, so he can find his own open shots without the ball in his hand. Because a lot of a lot of times, like. He gets the ball in his hand and he kind of forces something, which he pulls off some magic and hits a lot of these shots. But sometimes we have games like this uh, where he can't really hit anything. Um, Will Jensen uh, says, yeah, there were times when they missed so many shots, but but got five offense rebounds in a row and they made a shot. That's that's like a knife to the heart right there. Because uh, the Jazz defense is amazing. We can prevent those shots. Like we can force them into bad shots, but... For giving up those rebounds, like what's the point? Um, it, it'd almost be better to just let them make it the first try and then save all that energy for the offensive end. Uh, so that's rough. Um, Sir says it was annoying. It was annoying me when they left Booker and Paul open for three at the end. Yeah. The, um. One one time that I was think I think it was I think this is the time that you're talking about with Chris Paul where, um. Like, Bojan was guarding him, and the Jazz were up by three kind of late in the game. Uh, this is, like, late in the fourth quarter, I think, not overtime. I don't think the Jazz were ever up in overtime. And they got it to Chris Paul at the three-point line. Bojan was there, and he didn't really pressure him, which, in a normal case scenario, you don't want to pressure Chris Paul on the three-point line because he's a good three-point shooter, but I'd much rather him shoot a three than then drive on you. So I think that was a smart move in most cases, but in this case, I'd rather Chris Paul go in and get a floater and the Jazz still be up by one than giving him an open three. So yeah, that was rough. That, I I think that's just... Um, sometimes it's tough for players, especially players who aren't like naturally great defenders, to really be aware of the moment and know how to, to transition the defensive style there. So... Um, I'm not blaming Bojan too hard for that, but uh, it, it does kind of show that he's not like the highest defensive IQ player. And another point with uh, Bojan, one thing, and I don't think this is the main reason why the Jazz lost. Uh, I, I think there's plenty of other reasons. But if you look at the box score for the Suns, um, like they didn't really get much help outside of Chris Paul and Devin Booker. But Chris Paul had 29 points. Devin Booker had 35. If you look at the Jazz, uh, Mitchell had a little bit of help from Bojan on not crazy efficient numbers with 20 points. But Donovan Mitchell really had to carry the load with 41 points. Um, And I'm thinking, like, the Jazz right now only have one closer. Uh, But Bojan last year, he was definitely a closer. He was definitely the kind of player where he could come in and drop 30. So I don't know what's going on with Bojan, but if we can get him back to like last year form when he was looking really good, 
And then if we can get Clarkson back to what he was doing before the All-Star break, uh, this is a championship team because we have two closers in the starting lineup, a scary sixth man, and one of the best defensive defenses in the league. So I think that might be, like, if the Jazz don't get as far as we'd like to see them get this year, uh, which obviously, like, I feel like anything less than Western Conference Finals appearance is a disappointment, and I think we're all kind of hoping on and holding on for that um, not only finals appearance but championship. But in order for that to happen, the Jazz really need that second closer, and that needs to be Bojan. Uh, Conley's great, but I don't think Conley's the... Um, I think Conley plays his role. I don't think that's his role on the team. Um, But yeah, I would love to see that happen. I don't know what needs to happen for that. Uh, I feel like that's kind of a wish because we haven't really seen that from Bojan this year. So maybe that won't happen this year. Maybe that's something we'll have to (laughs) wait until next year, which will be rough. Um, So Will says sometimes Clarkson just chases his three-point streak and and chucks them up from... (laughs) up until he makes one yeah I've definitely noticed that in recent games where some games he just he's not shooting well but he gets he gets a chance to shoot a three and he's going for it because he wants to make one every game which I don't know I would I wonder what's going on in his head if that's actually something that he's thinking about where he's he wants to keep that streak I, I know personally that's something he wants to do but I wonder if that's what is actually going through his head in games. In which case, I almost would wish that the streak just died <laughs> so then he wouldn't have to be worried about that and he could just focus on playing good basketball. Um, Felipe says, we ain't going to the Western Conference Finals. I think, like, there's a lot of talent in the Western Conference, so um, I, I feel like, it, it's tough setting the bar at we need to make it to the Western Conference Finals because that's tough even though we are the number one seed right now. Uh, that might change, but I agree. that it, It's it's tougher than what some Jazz fans are going to want to admit. I, I do 100% believe that we can make it, though. We have the talent, but obviously, like... If we come into the playoffs and play like this regularly, that's not going to work out. Um, so, the Jazz still need to improve. There's still work to be done. It's not a, a perfect product yet, but we're getting there. There's, um, and I wonder, like, because I almost feel like they've, it feels like they've dropped off a little bit. Maybe that's just because of losses. Um, but I wonder if they're starting to get a little tired and, and, and what's going on there. If, if playing a nine-man rotation game in, game out is starting to be tougher on them and, and maybe the Jazz should start expanding the rotation and against easier teams. Um, Sorry says, O'Neal needs to practice shooting. He could be way better on offense. I almost feel like like O'Neal's, his, like, he wasn't great tonight. He was one for three. I feel like his issue isn't so much as being a bad shooter because he's a, when he shoots threes, I'm pretty confident in them. I feel like he's he's as good as most any other um, player of his style where I like it when he shoots the ball. Maybe it's just he doesn't shoot them enough. That could be another thing too. Um, like like on like 
a lot of people make fun of Ben Simmons for for having a bad jumper, but honestly, if Ben Simmons just had the confidence to shoot it, his his form is ugly, but if he had the confidence to shoot it in game, like I don't think he'd be great, but I bet he could get to 30% from the three-point line, so that could be like and and so Royce O'Neal is obviously a way better shooter than Ben Simmons. So I think if Royce O'Neal just shot it more, that could be a difference maker. Then again, if Royce O'Neal's shooting it more, who's he taking those shots away from? And would we rather have those shots in someone else's hands? So that's another thing to think uh, think about. I do agree, like, if Royce O'Neal could create his own shots, that could add another depth to the offense. Um, so that would be cool to see. Um, I'm happy with his contributions, though. I do agree, like, there's, like, there's always room for improvement, right? Um, O'Neal is 15% from the three in the last five games. That's a rough streak. It's five games, though, so I'm not terribly worried about that. Um, like, how many... Uh, do you have the stat? In, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but if you if uh, will, if, if you're still on... Uh, if you have the stat pulled up in front of you, like, do you know how many shots he, he took in the last five games because I know he's not really a volume shooter so most games I don't really see him take more than five shots total so um and then assuming two or three of those are threes that's probably like 15 or less threes which isn't a huge deal it's maybe it was just maybe a higher percentage of those were at the end of the shot clock so I wouldn't put too much weight on on that stat unless it was like a significant number of threes um and then, okay, so, so Will's looking that up, so I'll move on and come back to that. Uh, so two comments from, from Sawyer. Yeah, like when Clarkson is in trouble, uh, he will usually just throw it up. And we lost because Chris Paul had secret stuff. Uh, search that on YouTube, Chris Paul's secret stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so back to Clarkson. He, yeah, sometimes he does just throw up a prayer. And the cool thing with Clarkson is when he's on, crazy shots fall, but he hasn't been on recently. And I'm I'm guessing that, like, with the Chris Paul, is that is what you're referring to, like, talking about how every team that Chris Paul goes to is, um, what am I trying to say? That every every team Chris Paul goes to, he improves that team by by quite a bit, and I, I actually watched an interesting video that I forget which channel it was. It, I think it was a smaller YouTube channel, so I'll have to find that and and share it if I can because I thought the content was really good, and it's it's always nice to share smaller channels. Um, but he was talking about the Suns, and he he went over specific plays with the Suns on how Chris like Chris Paul just being on the floor, being a presence and communicating on the floor has made such a difference for the Suns, both offense and defense. And so I think that is why the Suns are playing like this is because of Chris Paul. And it's really interesting because Chris Paul doesn't fit in with their timeline. And that's something that a lot of NBA teams are concerned about. Like uh, this team, this player doesn't fit in with our timeline. Like, um, but I don't know, maybe if, if you give veterans, a chance to work with younger players more than you might see some teams like the Suns. But the question is, will it bring a championship? 
And I don't expect the Suns to to pull one off, but then again, Chris Paul almost pulled off some magic last year with the Thunder um, against James Harden and the Rockets. Um, so the, going back to the Royce O'Neal, 15% from three in the last five games, um, Will brought the stats up. He said uh, it's it's three for 20 on shooting, um, except after this game, the last five games is 10%. So it's now two for 20 in the last five games. That's pretty bad. Um, that's I don't like. That's not enough to for me to say that he's a bad shooter. That's more enough for me to say he's he's not shooting well. He's on a bad streak. Which the awful thing is, it feels like everyone on the Jazz is on a bad shooting streak right now. Bojan has not really been able to find his rhythm. He he had a short streak. I feel like when the Jazz were really playing well, where he was fine. He wasn't like his old self. And now Clarkson's not doing great. And then if if Royce O'Neal's not shooting great, then I don't know who do we have left. Like that, especially since so much of the Jazz's offense is based around that three point shot. Um, it's going to be really hard to win games if Royce O'Neal can't hit shots, and Jordan Clarkson can't hit shots, and Bojan can't hit shots, and Conley was bad tonight. He was one for seven, and. Uh, Niang, who's who's normally like pretty good off the bench from three point line, one for four tonight. I don't think he's in a slump though. It's just kind of a rough game, and Ingles just didn't really shoot tonight, which I don't blame him. Um, especially when like like there were lots of times where Donovan had an open three that he could kick out to, but he was in the mindset of attack, so he wasn't looking to pass. So I wonder if Donovan Mitchell kind of was looking to facilitate more if it was a different game or if it's just the people who were open on the three were people like Bojan who shot for one for eight. So maybe if he passed out, it would have just turned into a brick. Um, So I don't know. But tough loss. Good game, though. Like just from a basketball fan perspective, like tough loss for the Jazz, but from a basketball fan perspective, um, that was an exciting basketball game. It wasn't like the flashiest because obviously the shooting wasn't great and there were like way too many offensive rebounds on the Suns end, but um, Mitchell made some plays, Booker and Paul made some plays, so um, at least we got that, right? Um, tough, tough two loss, two losses in a row. That hasn't happened much for the Jazz, so as jazz fans we kind of been lucky there um i don't expect the jazz to lose the next game even though it it is it's going to be a tough one against the blazers anytime you play damian lillard that's a tough game um so i'm excited for it that's tomorrow make sure you tune in for it for that stream um but i'm ex- fully expecting the jazz to win this jazz team is good um they're not going to just like fall off the face of the earth um, and just start doing bad out of nowhere. So I fully expect them to, to get back into it, do whatever it takes to win. And what I'm scared about with that though, is with the jazz, this is a back to back. This is a rough back to back with two good teams that they're playing. And they really tried hard for this one. They, they played, and one period of overtime, so extra minutes. 
Donovan Mitchell, how many? He had 41 minutes. Um, they played their nine-man rotation, so anyone who played didn't like the... Niang played the least amount of minutes with 12. So if the Trailblazers come out and really like put it on against the Jazz and make it a rough game, then the Jazz are going to be playing their nine-man rotation again, and you're going to see Donovan Mitchell with 40 minutes again. And like I, I don't want to like be too terribly worried because Donovan Mitchell hasn't had injury issues. But if you're playing a lot of minutes, especially second half of the season, and if this trend kind of continues, then when it comes playoff time, are like will the Jazz be at a disadvantage because they've they've played their players a little bit too much? So, um, I don't know. Something to watch. I, I'm definitely a proponent that in games that the Jazz are up by like 15 plus points, then start sneaking in deeper rotations. And that's not even saying like, like just add a 10th guy or, or in real blowouts, add your 11th, 12th guy. But just adding those extra few minutes to get your to get guys like Gobert and and Mitchell off the court for just a couple minutes extra um, every game that can add up and it probably won't impact the win or loss column really a whole lot especially if you implement it in games that you're already ahead by a lot so I'd like to see the Jazz do that Um, I feel like this was a really long wrap-up for this episode but everyone thank you so much for tuning in Uh, it was a late one in the middle of the week which is um, not always the easiest to to make happen so uh, thanks for sticking with it for for these 30 minutes and I will be taking care of the stream tomorrow night I forgot to check what time the game starts so I'm kind of busy tomorrow so I might not start it right on time unless it's a later game in which case I'll, I'll be there and, and hopefully you guys are are ready to watch that stream after a hopeful jazz victory so thanks again for tuning in um and if you are a fan of the channel, share the channel on social media. Share this video on social media. That would mean a lot to me. That would be the, a great birthday present for me. And if you're not subscribed and you are a jazz fan, you need to subscribe. So this is the place where we talk about jazz basketball. So this is the best channel on YouTube for jazz fans. So thanks again for joining me and have a good night, guys.